Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Today, I'm so excited to teach you about something you probably have never heard before, unless you're on my email list. And if you're not on my email list, you're totally missing out and you need to go get on my email list right now. Go to my website, emilygibsoncoaching.com. You'll land on the page. There'll be a pop-up that says, hi, let me send you my podcast roadmap. And then you just type your email in. We send you a PDF with the podcast roadmap. We add you to the email list. And then you get a weekly Trust Tuesday email from me every single week where I teach you about little tips and tricks for how to live your life in a more luscious way. (laughs) All right. If you're watching here on the YouTube channel, if you don't know yet, we broadcast in both places. For those of you that like to watch on YouTube or you want to be more visual, I'm going to have some things here today that I'm going to show you that are really fun to check out, but you can always just listen on the podcast. Don't worry. You don't have to go over to YouTube if you don't want to. I just post other little things on that channel if it's something you want to go and subscribe to at Emily Gibson Coaching so you can get an update every time I drop something new. Most of the time, I'm literally dropping one-minute tips, 30-second tips for ways to improve your mental health or improve your business, and it's something that you will absolutely love. So today, we're going to talk about your inner child and how it could be affecting your business. Now, I went through a special accreditation for trauma-informed narcissistic abuse specifically. But in that certification, I received an accreditation that allows me to understand and help you with your nervous system and how trauma throughout your life is probably getting in your way, even if you don't acknowledge it. Now, everyone has trauma. So before you start tuning me out, like I don't have trauma, I didn't have childhood trauma, you're wrong because when you came through the birth canal, you experienced trauma. Trauma is anything that our nervous system perceives as pain for an extended period of time. So when you were born, you went through trauma. It's why you started crying and screaming because you were cold and they cut off your food source and took you out of the warm, happy home inside of your mom's belly. And you were just there screaming, help me, help me. And that was traumatic to you. So your parents gave you love, nurtured you, or if they didn't, then that began your trauma timeline from there. If you were like me, my parents went through a divorce when I was two and a half. That was traumatic to me, even though I had a therapist and family support and love and all of that. It was hard for me. There were other traumatic things that happened in my life. Same as you. You might've had bullying in school. You might have had an abusive parent, emotional abuse or physical abuse, sexual abuse. You may have had bullying with friends or family members that was not alleviated for you. You may have been scared by something. Even something like the pandemic can be very traumatic to people. There are a lot of people that are having long-term psychological effects of that. I remember when 9-11 happened, my mom was a flight attendant and I remember walking into a, a roommate 
uh, down the down the the dorm room, down the hall from me, walking into her room and seeing a United Airlines airplane crash into the second tower live as it was happening and thinking, oh my gosh, that was my mom. And again, that experience was not traumatizing to me. It was trauma in a moment, but I immediately was able to get my mom on the cell phone and she said, no, no, I'm fine. We're good. I'm safe. Everything's fine. I'm in San Francisco. I'm safe. And so because it was not for an extended period, period of time, my immune system was able to calm down. I didn't have any long-term effects from that. But if you are someone that had long-term effects from those types of situations, it can be something that literally interferes with your life long-term. So what I'm going to talk to you about today is how when you avoid your messaging, when you avoid going live on Facebook, when you avoid doing reach outs, when you avoid working on your business, when you avoid the things that you know you need to do to grow your business and you don't know why, you just know you shut down, you know you freeze up, it's likely that you are in a freeze response. That doesn't necessarily mean you're in a trauma response, but what I see time and time again with all of my clients is that there's something that they can tie it back to, whether it's in their childhood, in middle school, in high school, college, something with their children, that it can relate to a traumatic event. Everyone has a trauma timeline. Now, when I say a trauma timeline, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, what I mean is the day that you were born over here, and then a straight line going across the horizontal page to present day. So if you were going to, if you were one of my private clients and I was helping you with trauma or abuse or something like that, or maybe you're one of my clients that you work with me in your business and you're trying to rank up, maybe you have sales goals, maybe you are struggling in your marriage, maybe you're struggling to parent your teenagers, or maybe you just really would like to learn to like yourself. What I have my clients do on occasion is fill out a timeline of past events and I really love the trauma timeline for every single person because there's always something there like best friend moved out of state when I was seven. That was traumatic to me because I had to sit alone at the lunch table or whatever it could be. I just made that up. Um, but there's always something here. Like for me, it was my parents' divorce and it was moving uh, moving in sixth grade and having to make all, my, all new friends again and feeling like I didn't fit in. There was trauma in elementary school before I did that because I wasn't the same religion as everyone around me. And so I felt a little bit isolated and ostracized because I didn't go to the same church as everyone. I didn't even go to church in elementary school. So, I mean, I went on occasion, but that was traumatic to me. I felt, I felt isolated. I felt like an outcast. And then when I I went into high school, there were traumatic events where I was seeing my friends do things with their boyfriends, not like watching them or whatever, but like I was hearing about things that they were doing. That was traumatizing to me. Uh, then through high school, like certain things that happened there that we don't need to go into that were traumatic to me. And then in college and, and things like that, like just different things that happened where you just write down your trauma timeline. Now, this is something that you can just do on a piece of paper if you're interested in doing that, where you write down all the traumatic events that you remember as pivotal in 
from birth until now, right? And it may not even be something that you remember. For example, if you were adopted at birth, that would be on your trauma timeline, but you wouldn't necessarily remember that per se, because if you were an infant, that's not something you're necessarily going to be cognizant of, but you remember hearing about that thing happening to you or whatever it is. So those are really telling when we want to look at the different traumatic events in our life. And it helps us to sort of review things that we might be looking over because we're like, oh, that's in the past. The past is in the past. Ugh, I wish. Wouldn't it be nice if the past were just always in the past? The way we get the past to go in the past is we have to let go of our desire to tell our victim story. Now, I'm going to always hold space for you. You can tell your victim story forever. You can tell that story as long as you need to tell it. Because anytime that we've gone through something that has been hard for us, we're going to have a victim story. And as long as we want to hold on to that, we're going to hold a grievance and we're going to be committed to telling that story in that one way. The way that we heal from trauma, the way that we learn to forgive the past is we give up our desire for a better past. And when I have my clients fill out that trauma timeline or just a timeline in general of life events that you remember happening to you, sometimes there's this reckoning with self of, yeah, that was hard. What I did go through, that was difficult. And there's a remembrance to make peace with it. So want to encourage you to do that if that's something you're interested in doing. Now, the reason why I bring it up today is because I've talked to you about this before, the uh, the different traffic lights of tolerance in our nervous system. I don't have a colorful one here. All my computer has right now is black and white ink. So I just have it in black and white here. But in our, in our tolerance of our nervous system, we have our green light where we feel safe. I've told you, taught you about this and how your nervous system, your ventral vagal nerve that runs through your body. And if you want to heal trauma inside of you, which trauma is stored in our nervous system. So those of you that, that are struggling and you just want to get better and you want to feel better and you want to move past these things that have happened to you, uh, whether it's abuse or trauma or uh, grievances or people that you just can't forgive or whatever it is. And the green traffic light of tolerance is when we're in that safe place where we're saying, I am safe. I am healed. I am happy. I do control my outcomes. Those are the things that we say to ourselves when we're feeling safe. But then when we are feeling anxious, frustrated, angry, edgy, that's typically the type of response that we feel when we go into fight or flight, that first layer of our nervous system where we mobilize our energy and we start saying things like, I, um, like I'm, I'm so mad at her and she needs to get in line or she should apologize or this, that, and the other. We start to blame other people and do those things when we're in our sympathetic nervous system, that first layer of we, there's something is wrong. We're perceiving some sort of danger here and we need to either fight it or run away from it. That's our, that's our, our first initial layer. I like to call this like a, like, uh, uh, what's it called? Oh my gosh. It's not a first degree burn. Um, it's like, a like my husband, he had to do all these burn classes in physical therapy school. Um, oh, I can't remember the word all of a sudden where it's just like a, 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 just a little burn. Like you might burn your hand on a pot where, oh, oh my gosh. Those of you in, in medical, you're like probably yelling it out right now to me. It's merely a flesh wound. I don't know what it's called, but it's just like that that layer, that first layer. That that's like where you feel a burn and you're like, "Ah, okay. 
And then when you are like cutting into the skin, this is analogy, an analogy, by the way, but when you're like really deep into the wound and it's just like you're, you're, um, you're just feeling like, oh, this is really deep pain. This is, I'm frozen. I'm paralyzed. That is another layer deep into your nervous system called freeze. And that is your dorsal vagal nervous system. And that is where you feel like you just are shutting down, frozen, numb. And these three layers of your nervous system are giving you very important information about yourself. And when you do that trauma timeline, it's going to show you all of the different ways in your life that you have responded to different events that have occurred. And so when those things have happened, and this is just, I'm brushing over this really quickly because we've talked about this here on the podcast before. So if this is the first time that you're hearing this, you're like, whoa, this is like so interesting and so much information. You can go back a few episodes from here and find where I talk about your nervous system and how to heal your nervous system. And I go into more depth about those three, uh, those three layers of your nervous system and how to heal your nervous system and all of that. But the reason why I want to bring this up today is because when we are in those three different layers of our nervous system, when we are experiencing trauma, when we have had trauma in the past, whatever it could be, you can literally experience trauma from a job where you're sending cold messages and people are responding back to you. And all of a sudden you're remembering how you got yelled at when you were a child at boarding school or by your grandma or whatever happened. And your brain, your hippocampus doesn't know how to timestamp that in the past. So it brings all of that fear to the present day. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I can't send cold messages. And then you can't run your business, right? You can't grow your team. You can't be a leader. And so I want to bring up a specific part of this today called protector parts. And whatever happened in your timeline of your life, your brain has remembered all of it. Whether you are subconsciously consciously or subconsciously remembering it, it's stored inside of our body. And we all have this inner child within us that is our true self. Our true self is very caring and calm, confident, creative, um, very um, caring and compassionate. And that's, we are all born that way. We are all innately born with those qualities. And whenever we have had some sort of a traumatic event, if it's something that went on for extended periods of time, where we started to question if we are worthy, if we are, if we are worthy, if we are lovable. And so anytime that our body feels a threat, if we experience a threat in our childhood, our inner child is wounded. And when our inner child is wounded, we exile our true self, those, those parts of ourself that feel really safe, that feel really calm and confident and peaceful and secure. We 
exile those parts of us because we don't want to feel the pain. Our nervous system does this because it perceives that something might be too painful for us to be able to experience. And so in order to exile that inner child wound that could that our nervous system believes would be too painful for us to experience, it perceives that because it thinks that we're going to not be able to feel the pain of I'm not enough and I'm not important. I am worthless. I am unlovable. I actually have a picture here that you can look at that shows some imagery about that. When we have these inner child wounds that we go through, whether our parents go through a divorce or our parents move and we have to make new friends, uh, if we have someone die that's important to us or whatever it could be that's traumatic, maybe we're bullied, maybe we have had abuse in some way. And so these are the four main inner child wounds, although there are many. I have so many that I could share with you. Uh, but these are just the four that I want to focus on today of I am not enough, I am not important, I am worthless, and I am unlovable. And so these are inner child wounds that when our nervous system perceives that it's happening, that could be really painful, we exile our inner child and we have these manager parts that come in to protect us. And our manager parts, there are so many of them. And you're going to recognize them in yourself. Perfectionism inner critic. I want you to, in your mind as you're listening to this, you could even, if you have a piece of paper, unless you're driving in your car or whatever, but if you're just on a piece of paper, I want you to make little tick marks on how many of these you notice in yourself. Okay. So perfectionist, inner critic, imposter, worrier, doer, dissociative, isolating, retreating, emotional eating, eating disorder, overachiever, people-pleasing, academic, meaning like you take lots and lots of schooling, um, planner, like you plan, you're constantly planning, planning ahead, you have to be a planner, controlling, jealousy, anger, OCD, organized, self-harm, catastrophizer, depression, anxiety, procrastinator, indecisive, guilty, defensive, money spender, over-exerciser, excessive drinking, addict to anything, pornography, alcohol, drugs, social media addiction, uh, caretaker. You're always needing to be everyone's caretaker. Panic attacks, suspicious of everyone and everything. Apologetic over things that you don't need to apologize for, but you apologize anyway being a martyr all the time, avoidant, analyzer, training junkie, stubborn, liar, impatient, pessimistic, bullying others, rebellious, comparing yourself to others all the time, gossiping, pain, and judgmental. All of these things that I've just read to you, some of them you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. Oh my gosh, I do that. Oh my gosh, that's I struggle with that. Oh, that's one of my bad habits. And what I want to tell you today is none of these are bad habits. Now, some of you just said, wait, did I hear that right? None of these are bad habits. What do I mean by that? These are what I call your protector parts or your inner guardian. And 
whenever you've been through some sort of trauma or crisis or uh, or abuse or whatever it is, wherever you've perceived pain and your nervous system has perceived it's too much pain for you to handle, you will exile your inner child, your inner self. You'll exile that out and your protector parts step in in the most loving way to keep you safe. For example, if when I when I was little, my parents got divorced and because that happened when I was very young, uh, two and a half, three years old, I perceived, because this is what children do, we're very egocentric, we think it's all about us, I perceived that as I am unlovable, that it was something that I did to make it happen, that if my if I was more lovable, then my parents would have stayed together. And so th- this is all made up. This is what my child mind did. This is the psychology of a three-year-old. It's very common. It wasn't that my parents weren't loving. It wasn't that I was being abused or anything like that. It was just how my brain perceived that danger of my parents divorcing. And it's how my brain made uh, made a decision, made a definitive reason for why my parents divorced. And so my protector parts that came in were overachiever. And as long as I could get perfect grades in school and I was the lead in the school play and the head cheerleader and the, you know, top swimmer got to got to the league championships in swimming and um worked in um worked in student body leadership and wanted to be homecoming queen and all these things in my adult life it was um how many kids can i have and how close can i have them together and how uh, in my businesses um how much money can i make how how successful can i be so overachiever for me is my strongest protector part as is anxiety anxiety is a protector part an inner guardian of mine now when i say this what i mean is that it's how my nervous system protects me from possible pain the way that people will describe this who are not trauma informed i am trauma informed accredited certified all of that and when you're trauma informed what you understand that other people don't understand a lot of therapists don't even understand this. Psychologists, and and I love those professions, and there's such an incredible part and and place for them to play, and for them to be is part of your treatment when you're recovering from abuse and things like that. So I'm not saying anything negative about therapists here. Anything I have a therapist. I love therapists, and there is definitely a need for them, but. Some of them, the majority of them are not required to have any trauma-informed accreditation. And so, um, so, and, and then people that are not trauma-informed at all, maybe life coaches or friends and family where they just don't know what they don't know. And so they will criticize you for being a people pleaser. You should change that about yourself. People pleasing is, is something that's a negative thing. You should change that about yourself. And it's just wrong. And what I want you to know is that if you are a people pleaser, there's nothing wrong with you. If you are ridden with anxiety, there's nothing wrong with you. If you are someone who's constantly caretaking everyone and it annoys everyone around you because you're just, you're constantly caretaking everyone, there's nothing wrong with you. It is not that it's a bad thing that you're controlling, that you have OCD, that you are over-exercising, that you are, that you are procrastinating. 
although it it's probably causing problems in your life and your business. And the reason why I want to tell you about these inner guardians, I like to refer to them as like go-go gadget arms that are there helping you. And I talked about this on my email uh, a couple of weeks ago where I talked about your protector parts and your protector parts, all those things that I just listed up, like people-pleasing, anxiety, uh, overachieving, being controlling, a training junkie, an analyzer, someone who's very suspicious, all those different things. Those things come in in order to distract you from feeling pain. And so traditional life coaching certifications in schools will even tell you, why do you do that thing? That you, That's something that you should be aware of and, and you should change about yourself. And again, if they're not trauma-informed, they don't understand, and I didn't understand this before I went through my certification for it, they don't understand that it is that Thing for you, that perfectionism, that worrying, that anxiety, that people-pleasing, that overachieving, that your nervous system is giving you as a manager for your pain. Now, these things can become problematic. It can be very destructive even in your life. For example, if you have a pornography addiction or a sex addiction or and it's ruining your marriage or if you have a, a money-spending habit and that's ruining your financial life, it's not to say that we don't want to work on these things, but I want you to first understand that these inner guardians, these protector parts are what your nervous system is giving to you in the most loving way to try to protect you from feeling pain that it perceives you cannot feel. And so once you can understand and be educated about this, this knowledge that these inner guardians, these protector parts, the perfectionism, the anxiety, the overspending, the overachieving, the being constantly in in a in action, a doer. I that's definitely one of my protector parts. I love to stay busy, right? It distracts you from pain. Now, some people will say, well, isn't that the same thing as buffering? Buffering is doing things to avoid negative emotion. Could be, but I want you to see it in another perspective, in another lens here, that while buffering if we want to say that buffering is a protector part, when you're trying to heal from trauma, it's a way that we can better understand ourselves rather than shame ourselves and beat ourselves up for needing to buffer. Buffering is just part of a, being a human being that when we feel bored, we watch Netflix or scroll social media. When we feel sad, we might eat a cookie. When we feel nervous, we might need to unload the dishwasher. And all of these protector parts are your inner guardians that, I'm not saying like there's like voices in your head or anything like that. I just like to name them an inner guardian because when you look at it in this way, what it's going to help you to understand is that it's your nervous system giving you these protector parts, these go-go gadget arms in the most loving way for you. Because what I see with my clients, and I have I have private clients that 
hire me now to work through their trauma and abuse. Then I have my coaching community beyond the rank where I specifically serve the network marketing industry because of my background and experience and wisdom there. Although I have many people that are in the community now that are not even in network marketing. They just want to come and be coached on something else in their life. And we serve whoever comes to, uh, but My clients that I work with in the area of trauma, what I find so regularly is that these protector parts, being a perfectionist, being an overachiever, being a doer, having anxiety, having panic attacks, they look at these protector parts, these inner guardians, these things that the nervous system is giving you as a way to protect yourself from pain. And they don't know that that's what it is. So they think that their anxiety is against them. They think that it's out to get them, not in a, not in a psychopathic way or anything like that, in a very sane, logical way of like, my anxiety is always holding me back. It's keeping me from doing the things I want to do in that type of a way. And so one of the things that I do when I work with my clients in this way and that you can do with yourself here, if you want more help, you can always come and hire me as your your coach. I can help you through whatever it is that you're struggling with, whether your price point is under $100 with less access to me, but still face-to-face, one-to-one coaching in front of the group, or if you really want private one-to-one attention from me, we have all the way up many different options of access to me so that you can get the help that you need and heal your life. Because what I know to be true is that we are all plagued with challenges. You don't get out of this human experience without a human challenge. And it's part of the human existence experiencing trauma, experiencing different things in our life where we're wounded, where we're hurt, where we feel betrayed, where we go through times that are tough. And in all of those things, one common thing that I see with my clients is when they have these protector parts, these inner guardians come out, they criticize themselves for having them. And what I want to offer to you today, what I hope you'll get from this podcast is to understand that those things about you don't need to be wrong or bad. I want you first and foremost to acknowledge that you have them and to understand that they are there, that your nervous system is giving them to you because it thinks that you may not be lovable or enough or important or worth. And so it gives you these protector parts, the people-pleasing, the caregiving, the anxiety, the overeating, the emotional eating, the self-harm, whatever it is. You never have to feel shame about those things ever again because those are things that your nervous system gave you to protect you from the pain of feeling like you're worthless, of feeling like you're unlovable, of feeling like you're not enough, of feeling like you're not important. And it's doing it in the most loving way for you, albeit sometimes in a very destructive way in your life. And so step one is first awareness of why you do these behaviors that it's something that your nervous system gives you to protect you from perceived pain that it doesn't think you can handle. And then from there, compassion for yourself so you can see, oh my gosh, 
This is so crazy because now I understand that these protector parts, this thing I've hated about myself, this perfectionist tendency, this this emotional eating behavior that I can't seem to stop, this jealousy that rules my life, this OCD, this stubbornness, this rebellious side of me, that all these things that I've hated about my personality are actually something my nervous system gave me to protect me from perceived pain. Now, did it stem from childhood trauma? Maybe. Did it come from trauma somewhere else in our life? Could be, right? You only know the answer to that. And if I was talking with you one-to-one as a client, we would get to the bottom of that and I'd be able to help you identify exactly the root cause of where that's coming from. But you know right here, right now, as you're being curious with yourself around this, you can probably feel it out where that's coming from if you ask yourself and you get curious enough. And from there... We want to make friends with these protector parts, this inner guardian. We want to talk to it, talk to our inner self and say to ourselves things like, why do you feel anxiety? Why do you feel like you need to be here for me in this moment? Well, because I'm protecting you from when your parents got divorced when you were three and I don't ever want you to have to go through that pain again. So anytime that I perceive a threat, anxiety comes in, I'm your inner guardian. I am here to keep you safe so that we never have to go through that again. And when I work with my clients and to overcome anxiety, to overcome perfectionism, to overcome OCD, to overcome money spending, to overcome addictions, which I've been able to help all my clients successfully do over time, is give them the freedom to not be shackled by these inner guardians anymore. And the way that we do that is we acknowledge them, we befriend them, and I have a, a system of how I do that for you. And then we allow that protector part space to understand that we don't need them here anymore. And this can be a very fast process. Some of my sessions that I offer for private private work are only a package of three because I know it can go very quickly for you once you start learning and you're educated and you know about these things. Some of the sessions are six sessions long. Some of them are 12 sessions long. We can spread them out over months and six months and year if you want to. But Or you can just join the member community and come in and raise your hand and get coached on these things and we can work through them there uh, for under $100 a month. And this is life-changing work that you can do for yourself. And so I hope that this podcast episode is able to help you identify what your protector parts are so that you can understand why they're there working for you and know that it's your nervous system trying to protect you from perceived pain that it thinks you can't handle. And then the work that you do beyond that is something that you can get by working with me inside of my member community or maybe going and purchasing and looking into a private member package or whatever it is that you want to do for yourself. And I hope to continue to provide information here on the podcast. It'll be helpful to you. But I hope today that if there's anything that you learned from this is to now know why you behave the way you do and where that might be stemming from. So I hope you have an amazing day and take care of that inner guardian. your life coach. If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, 
we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.